Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Um, this is a um, this is a really special episode today. I'm already getting emotional. Um, I am just so honored to have my mom joining me today. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> Hi, daughter. Very special middle child. <laughs> I, oh e- I am equally honored to be here. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you've been one of my one of my longtime listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. Um, and this podcast has been such a big part, I think, of your journey, like just the regularly like listening and just being in the vibration of desire. At least absolutely see like this show has actually been one like really like it was kind of like your first transformation program. (laughs) You got it, girl. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, for those of you who don't know my mom as mom, um, her name is Alice Taylor. And um, what do I want you to know about her? Hmm. Well, she lives in North Carolina. So all the way across the country from me. And, uh, you know, my mom has lived, uh, she's almost, she's almost 70 y'all. She's almost 70. She's 69. She'll be 70 this August. And, um, my mom has lived, uh, I think just so many different lives in this one lifetime. You know, like when I, I, when I put my attention just on all the different phases and like periods of life you've been through. It's really like, it's really a miracle, you know, just well, thank all, you. Yeah. All of these just it's like been a crazy journey. Yeah. All these different life stages. I mean, you know, you ran an early childhood development center, you were a camp director, you know, when we were kids and, you know, you've moved to North Carolina and done a little bit more teaching there and, you know, just like created your community and and your life like in North Carolina and really like, yeah, really created your community there. Um, and I think, you know, <laughs> I think the other thing I want people to know is that um, I learned about uh, voice and expression. Like the first person I learned that from was my mom. 
Oh, such a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, you know, it's not even a compliment. It's just what's true. I remember like, even just in the way that I would like dress to like go to like, you know, middle school or something, there was just, oh, you just always had so much approval for however I wanted to express myself. And, you know, it was like in our household, it was like kind of cool to be wacky. And I am a child of the sixties. Yeah. And I just like, I just loved that. You know, you just, you, you were the, really the first woman to teach me about approval, you know? And, um, and then I, I think the other thing is that you were also really like the first, you know, the first person to teach me about desire. Although like that wasn't the language that we were using, you know, it was always like, oh, what do you want? You know, like, what do you want to go for? Oh, you can definitely go for that. You know, there were just no, um, there were no limitations, you know, and it was like, now I have a much more advanced vocabulary around it, but it just like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, it started there um, with just like, yeah, the idea that, oh, I could sort of have, have anything. So I think that's, I think that's what I want y'all to know about my mom. And thank you for all that. Mom. Oh my gosh. Of course. Thank you for receiving it. I can feel you receive it. I did. I did. Because I'm able to do that now. Look at and I you. Want the listener, I want the listeners to know that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. We are going to get into that. Um, <laughs> So we are, I mean, this episode has been a long time coming. Um, my mom, you know, you, you've been on a journey of, you know, healing your, um, your sexuality, um, for, and just like your relationship with your, your feminine and receiving and desire and, you know, all of that, um, you've been on a journey for, you know, let's call it a year and a half, two years. And, um, this, last, what was it a week ago, two weeks ago, a week ago, but yeah, week and a half ago. Yeah. Week and a half ago. Um, y'all, my mom went to her first sacred sexuality retreat. <laughs> and so <laughs> I've already been wanting to have you on the show for so long, but once she went to the retreat, I was like, okay, we, we have to do this. Um, because I can just feel how much healing has moved through you. Um, so we're going to talk about the, we're going to talk about the retreat. Um, but really like, I just want people to get, first of all, that, uh, you can explore your sexuality at any age, absolutely at any time it is available to you. (laughs) And, you know, we all make up excuses, right? It's like, oh, I'm busy with my career. I'm busy with my kids or it's, too, I'm too old or whatever. Your I thing. don't have the money. I don't have the money. Whatever your thing is, we all make excuses. But I really, my hope for this episode today is that you just see what is possible when you put your intention behind what you really desire. And uh, if I can influence one woman that is my age, yeah. Post menopause, mm-hmm. then we are a success, Kaylin. 
Well, and it's like, this is for all women. I hope those women hear right. it. And, but I'm just like, if there's a 20 year old in, out there, that's like, I don't know. Right. I want her to hear this and be like, well, shit, this almost 70 year old woman can do this. Well, <laughs> like, what am I doing over here? Um, so that's the first thing. And then the other piece is that like, I, I'm really committed to being a stand for daughters and mothers to have a different kind of intimate relationship. You know, the kinds of conversations that you and I have, they're just, they're not normal. Most moms and daughters are like, Nope, we are not going there. We're not talking about this. There's so much shame around intimacy and relationships and sexuality. And obviously everyone has to follow their own path and what's true for them. And I just see there's an opportunity for, for women to create more intimacy, you know, especially with like the mother daughter relationship, you know, and how like nourishing it is. And like, I have the closest relationship to you that I've ever had. And that is because of this work, because you were willing and I was willing. Mm-hmm. And I cherish that between us. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's very special. Yeah. So that's the other, that's the other piece. And then the last thing is that there's so much in here around like healing your fam- your ancestry and your family line. You know, I think mom, you and I have just really chosen to take on like, not just, we're not just healing ourselves, and our sexuality, but we are really healing all of the women who came before us. Amen. And the power of that. So, you know, just a few, uh, just a few little pieces that I want to sort of weave into our conversation today. Um, So let's just start at the you know, at the beginning, I want to give people just like a little context for like your, you know, how you grew up, you know, you were a child, like you were born in the fifties and, you know, grew up in the sixties. Um, so I'd love to hear like what it was like, like the, just the environment for you around like sexuality and just some of like the messaging that you heard, like from the people in your life or the culture around you about your sex? Well, as you said, I, I was I was born in 1952, and I never saw my parents hug. They rarely held hands mm. until much, much, much older. Mm. Um, when I got my first period, I was handed a Kotex pad and an elastic belt because my mother saw a drop of blood on the toilet. And there was really no explanation of what was going on. Mm. You know, I got my sex education from the black and white film in fifth or sixth grade the boys separated from the girls and and parents knew that it was going on at school but was it talked about when i got home no mhm yeah yeah it didn't happen so it wasn't that sex was shameful but it just it wasn't talked about it was not acknowledged mhm i was well, not told the facts of life from a parent right i saw it in the film 
Yeah. Well, and what I even hear in that is that it was just like, oh, th- we don't talk about this. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Which absolutely. Which I actually would like, I would say that that is like the cultural shame around it, you know, because any, anything like that, that's in the darkness, like that is where, Mm -hmm. that is where shame comes. And Mm -hmm. that's where shame lives, you know, is in the places where we just don't want to reveal. Right. And that's where my shame started. Right. Yeah. I didn't know anything. Yeah. So what was the impact of that on like on you and how you related to your like your sexuality? Well, at an early age, I was abused Mm -hmm. by one of my brother's friends. I was nine, 10 years old. My brother bought brought this young man to me and subsequently so i didn't know to say no i never told my mother i never told another adult that this was going ongoing in my life in fourth and fifth grade i didn't tell girlfriends i kept it to myself Mm -hmm. um and this continued on to high school, to a trusted educator in my school um, that I did finally have the verbal skills to say no and walk out Mm -hmm. when, when he approached me, but it still happened. He saw me vulnerable. Yeah. Um, And it, it continued on to marital violations, Mm -hmm. subsequent boyfriends that, made me think that if they bought me dinner, I owed them sex, you know, and told me that, you know, well, I bought you dinner, you know? So I had that blame for myself. I was a victim. You know, it was, it was, I was being persecuted. It was a toxic dance that I was playing with myself Mm. and I didn't know how to unravel it. I didn't know how to get out of it. Yeah. Thank you so much, mom. You're welcome. And And I know I'm not alone in this. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of women out there that led similar lives to me, like Mm me. Yeah. Well, and just the piece about seeing this pattern and then just the not knowing, like, how do I create something different? Like, why do I, like, why does this keep happening? Why do I keep creating this? Right. And And it took me, go ahead. Oh, well, and, and also I think there's a piece in here about, um, power, and not realizing like, oh, I actually, like I have power, right? Being and having access to your own power. You know, like if you don't have the tools or the support and haven't, you know, you just like, you're like, oh, well, this is just how it is. I don't have power. Like that's how life occurs. And being in that place, like it's, it's, uh, you know, I just really hear I just really hear the heartbreak there. Oh, lots of heartbreak. And then, you know, I I moved across country 
And I really shut myself off from dating, Mm -hmm. interacting with men for 17 years. Mm -hmm. That's a long time. Right. I mean, and just to contextualize for people. So wait, how old were you? So I grew up in Wyoming. That's, that's where we were. And then the move that my mom is talking about happened after I graduated high school, you moved and I was approximately Colorado. 50, 51. Okay. So you were 51. Got it. Um, yeah. And just, and you know, for you all to know too, like I am, um, this is so just such a beautiful conversation because I've heard, you know, I've heard a lot of this and I'm just like experiencing you in a new light for the first time, you know, and there's also a, um, everything that happened at the retreat. We haven't had a conversation about that yet. No, we have not. (laughs) My mom has been holding out on me y'all. So, um, yeah, so I'm, this is like just so beautiful to like witness you just like in this. So you sort of came to North Carolina and you shut yourself off. I shut myself off. I, I buried myself into caregiving for family members, my brothers, mm-hmm. uh, my parents, and I didn't let anybody in. Right. I didn't open myself up to the fact that maybe there was somebody out there. Right. I dove in to you three children and the rest mm-hmm. of my extended family. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I acknowledge that now that yes, I was, I was shutting my sexuality out. Right. Mm-hmm. There was no desire there. There was no desire apparent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And I remember like just every now and then talking to you, not in depth, but I remember, you know, like saying, oh, like, do you want to go on a date or, you know, like just there would that sort of thing would come up. And and I just remember each time, you know, just a few times, but I remember, I mean, you know, it was a period of 17 years we're talking about. Right, right. So, <laughs> it's a long, long, dry spell. Yeah, it's a long time. Like, and let's be clear, like you didn't have sex with another person for 17 years. And I did not self-pleasure. Right. So it was like, so that let's was get that down. clear. Yeah. I was shut down. For 17 years, that's like not a small amount of time, y'all. No. Um, Yeah. And so the, uh, oh, but I just remember you sort of like brushing it off. Like, oh man, no, no, I'm not interested in that. I'm not, you know, like, and, and I think, you know, as I started coming into like my transformation journey, you know, I could, I could start to just see some of the like, oh, like I could, I started to see you, but there's like, um, I think there's something here about like, you had to see this for yourself, like no amount of like me saying like, mom, your sex is shut down. Like that was never going to like, that wasn't going to happen. That was never going to like move anything, you know? So I think that's important to call out, you know, like when, if you like, when you see your loved ones um, in whatever kind of a situation and you see something for them, like, you got to really check in, like, are they going to actually be able to receive this? You know? And at the time, like, you know, you were where you were and it was the perfect path for you. And, 
there was just a lot of fear. Yes, I I agree to all of that. I I was I was shut yeah. down. Yeah. I didn't know that I needed to heal all of this. Right. And I, I mean, I can just, uh, I'm really present to now that I'm just like, we've put the pieces together through our conversations and through this conversation, I'm really present to just like, you know, a lifetime of trauma with men. Yeah. Why would I want to get involved with another one to have more trauma? Right. Yeah. It's like the impact of that um, and not having fully healed it, right? You're just like sort of sitting in. Oh, I'm sitting trauma. in the trauma. Yeah. yeah, it hasn't. It hasn't healed at all. Well, at right. That point. Right. Exactly. So that's a yeah. I just I'm. That's really I think an important thing to call out, and why healing work is so important at every stage of life. You know. And if it goes unaddressed for this long, like it takes something and it's still possible <laughs> to heal. That's right. It is. I am living proof. <laughs> yeah. That's wow. So um, I guess, you know, maybe the next thing <laughs> is that I started on my path of sexual healing <laughs> And I remember coming to you and sharing like, oh, I'm doing these practices. And, you know, it was really scary to just even like start that conversation with you, not because of anything you did, but just because of all the like fears that I had in myself of like right. going down this path of sexual healing. Um, what was it like for you starting to see me being on that path? Part of me was a was a little shocked. I mean, when mm -hmm. you told me about orgasmic meditation, I was like, "Right, you're like, what the fuck is this?" Yeah, I, I, I mean, honestly, I was. Yeah. Part of me was a little jealous. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Wow, I want to drink that Kool Aid too," but I didn't know how to say that. Oh my god! Wait, this is amazing. This is the first time you're telling <laughs> it's me. First time I've said this. Yeah. That like you were a little jealous. I Holy was a shit! Jealous, like, wow. How? But I couldn't move. I couldn't yeah. move my body or my thoughts. I was frozen. Totally. And so time went by, and. I was interested, you know, cause I'm curious, you know, that, well, you and are I want so curious. This is like one of the yes. things I love most about you. You're so yes. curious, which is where I get and, this. <laughs> and I just, I wanted to know more. And, and I guess over the, you know, couple of years, um, mm -hmm. you know, some civic significant things happened in my life. Right. And I kept following, you know, your journey and you would tell me more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so what did you start seeing for yourself? Like as you were sort of following my journey and getting curious, like what it what was the thing that came up in you? Well, the the thing that came up in me was the fact that my now partner called me on the telephone and for a background this man was somebody that i met 
in seventh grade and we dated and had a relationship for six years now we dated other people but we were very close um during those six years Mm -hmm. and then life changes college comes marriage comes children and and we don't see each other but um our 50th high school reunion was canceled. He called me and we started a phone relationship. And what do you think? Gosh, yeah. Y'all, <laughs> 50 years break and then this. Like this. By the way, this is a theme in my family. My my grandmother also reunited <laughs> with a high school sweetheart. I'm like, I don't know what this means for me. But um I, what, what actually was the thing that had you be able to receive him? Cause it was like, good. there were other men, I imagine who maybe asked you out or like you were environments with men over the years, you know, like, and so I'm just curious, you know, you were shut down for so long and then this man shows up, what had you not like shut him down? That's a good question. I'm I'm not sure I can really answer that. Mm. Um, it, as I said, we had a genuine connection in in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going to temple together, eating dinner at his parents' house. Mm-hmm. Um, he knew my parents. Yeah, I knew his siblings. He knew my siblings. You know, there's a there's a deep connection there, and and when you're in a small school like we were um it's an intimate relationship right um yeah i also i have an idea okay <laughs> i this is just my i've never really thought about this but um my my felt sense of it is that you know there were several years of you like sort of watching my journey and like having you know having i would tell you about like okay mom like receive you know (laughs) it's like yes i did hear that a few times you heard that a few times right and i'm not coaching i'm not coaching you per se but there's it's like there were a few years before you met Richard where you were starting like where you actually were willing to open yourself to having desire-based conversations with me yes no like and and yes it's subtle but it's like a few years of just being in the energetic field of desire and being willing like I think that's the thing that's so important is that oh, I was willing and obviously were, I was willing. Yeah. Like if you have a woman who's been shut down for 17 years and she's just like, fuck no, right? You're, that's never going to work. <laughs> and so I think it was just like, okay, I'm starting to kind of bathe in desire, you know, and I had like started my podcast and you were listening to that. And, you know, you and I would have conversations about like boundaries and just various like various things and i just remember you being so like really receiving me you know because it is like it's uh i don't know it's tricky to bring this work to into family 
It's you know? very tricky. It's tricky. It's kind of risky. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. And and I'm I'm dancing that dance right now. Right. Um, you know, with kind of the rest of the family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. So I just um uh what was my point with that? Yeah, really, it's just like you were you were actually just like willing to have these conversations. Like, I think things kind of started like moving in you. You keep seeing me like talking about, you know, all of my, everything that's moving through me, Mm -hmm. you know, our sharing got more vulnerable. And what were you going to say? Well, and you also have to remember that this is, this is March of the beginning of COVID. Right. Yeah. And so I'm home alone talking on the phone with this man who's, you know, 1500 miles away in Colorado. Yeah. Like, and so I, we all need a we little developed this, We all needed a little connection and and for you listeners we we talked a, a minimum of probably 2 hours a day. Reminisced yeah. and bared our souls to each other mm-hmm. almost immediately. You know, we just had that instant connection again. It was beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, what else in your journey? Cause I want to, you know, make sure we obviously start talking about the retreats and all of that. Yes, Let's get to that. Let's get to that. But is there anything else that you think, um, just by way of like setting the foundation and how you've been opening to receive that you want to say in your relationship with Richard? Well, I can say that um, he's a very patient man, mm-hmm. um, and he has been supportive of this journey. Um, you know, no, life hasn't been a bed of roses um, in my relationship with him, but it's been good. <laughs> uh, and it is, let me tell you, ladies, it is really good the last 10 days. hello hello um i think he opened up the pathway for me to realize that i had the sexual trauma in my life he was the first person i told about the sexual trauma i had when i was nine years old Mm -hmm. it took me 60 years yeah. to admit to that and he was the first person i felt safe with yeah to do that mm-hmm. you were the second person yeah so you know keeping that in mind i i knew that i needed more out of our relationship um that i needed to feel safe and i did with him but i needed to surrender and accept his love. And I had a hard time doing that. I didn't think I deserved it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to feel present during, you know, during sex. And I wasn't necessarily feeling that. Mm-hmm. You know, I told myself I wanted to, but my mind would wander. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I wasn't there all the time because I couldn't accept his love. <sighs> it was a lot. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and just the like, just the realization of like, oh, I just couldn't really accept all of his love. That is so profound for you to be able to see that. Mm-hmm. And then just the way that you have like continued to expand to fully receive his love. Right. And, and he kept telling me that, you know, it's not selfish, selfish to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And I always thought it was, mm-hmm. you know, self-care. No, that's not for me. I have to take care of others. That's my job as a caregiver. You know, well, and that I, was I, a that was a whole identity for you. For oh, like absolutely. I was the family years. caregiver, right? Yeah, for like ten years. Mm-hmm. You know, you just like one after the other buried family members, right? Buried yeah. four, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's um, you know. <sighs> I think that that role is very um, it's like easily misinterpreted because there's so there's so much like love in it. Right. It's like you just brought that from so much love and care and compassion for our family. Right. And that's like what that what the outside world sees. And it's, um, you know, it's cherished and it should be. and but at the same time, I was running from right. all my desires. Exactly. That you just literally, mom, we are on yeah. the same way. Like, it's <laughs> like you were running from your desires. You were, um, you, it's an easy way to put attention outside of yourself to avoid what actually wants to be seen and healed inside of you. Right. I avoided relationships. Yeah. With men. Yeah. Cause you're like, oh, well, I have to go take care of my brother or I have to go take care of my father. I have to go do this. I have to have to have to to do this for other people. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you're actually, you avoided relationships with men, but really like I hear you avoided relationship with yourself. Right. I was, I was kind of just a a, a rote person. I just kind of did things. Right. Yeah. You know, I was the good daughter. I was the good sister. You were, yeah. And that identity, like the power of that identity, right? And I say power, not in like a, this is fully empowered kind of way, but just like <laughs> the, um, well, the perceived, like the perception of like, okay, I will be okay if I am just the good daughter or the whatever in this role. You can, and, and you can control it. Mm-hmm. You know, it does. You don't actually have to be vulnerable. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I will tell you a pivotal point. Um, mm. When I was listening to. I think it was your podcast with Ellie and Amy. Oh, yeah. My friend, I don't know. I can't remember if it was their (laughs) podcast or your podcast. Oh, it was we I think it was an episode we recorded and we put on both of our podcasts. Okay, okay. (laughs) But one of you three said, if you're listening to this podcast, you're on the path. (laughs) 
And that resonated with your mother. I love this. What reson what what really hit you there? Just because I was hunger hungry for your podcasts at this point. I was mm-hmm. selecting the ones I wanted to listen to. Mm-hmm. I listened to Ellie and Amy's. Mm-hmm. And I just kept hearing the same terminology over and over. And I got more curious and more curious. And then I heard Lori Handler's. <laughs> so, and no, this she is... put me over the edge. Oh my God. This is just so amazing. Um, so, Lori Handler's, she was. Um, Gosh, she was one of my earlier episodes. I'd have to go back and and uh, see which one. <laughs> um, but she is she is amazing. She is an amazing um, relationship educator, tantra educator, and um, and she is. I forget how old she is. I think she's in her seventies. I, I think she's a few years younger than me. Is she a few years younger? Okay, then I think so. But so okay, relatively so. Whatever. In yeah. any case, her whole thing is like sex just gets hotter with age. That's her whole thing. So what was it about that podcast that really, like what hit you there? Well, she started talking about ISTA. And of course I had never heard of ISTA. What is this? Um, Okay. So for my, many of you may know what ISTA is, but for the, for the listeners who do not know, do you want to tell them what it is, mom? It is the International School of Temple Arts. Look at that. And it is a worldwide organization with retreats everywhere, anytime, any space. Mm-hmm. You can find one. You want to go to Croatia? You go. You want to go to Ecuador? <laughs> or you want to go to the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina, like I did. Yeah. And I was just, I think, mesmerized by the language the fact that we were comparable in age. And I thought, you know, I need to drink her Mm Kool-Aid. Yeah. And this is, Ooh, so uh, this is so beautiful that you had this moment of realization for yourself. Because over the years, I have sent you various, like maybe consider this course or this other thing, you know, I'm just, I'm very like selective about the resources I send you, but like, I'm also, you know, <laughs> I just want, I want the world for you, you know? So I, I just, you know, send you when I see things and, um, and like the energy never really moved on any of those things, which is totally, no, okay. it didn't. Like, yeah, I'm never, I'm never attached, you know, to whatever I send people in my life. Um, And this, though, this was you seeing and feeling your own desire and going down a whole rabbit hole for yourself. Oh, I went down the rabbit hole when I I went to the ISTA website. I closed it down. I went back to the ISTA website. I closed it down. And then I went again and I called you Mm -hmm. and asked for some advice because I panicked. I literally panicked at the application process for this. Right. And I just, I I could not bring myself to fill it out. Mm -hmm. It was so difficult. It took me, I think four days with your advice. And I think probably four phone calls with you and your patience. Um, but I, I, I filled it out. I just felt drawn 
to this program. And I can't tell you exactly what drew me into this program. Nothing specific. Mm -hmm. It, it just felt right. Yeah. Well, and that is the thing. Oh my gosh. I want to zoom in on this. Cause I remember you asking me like, I don't know, like, do you think I should do this or is it going to be like out of my range or I forget <laughs> the words you used, but some version of that, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. And I was like, I have no idea truly, but I said, like, if there's something that is calling to you here and you can feel it in your body, then I trust that. And like, they're not going to let you into this program if it's not meant for you. Like, I also trust that. And right. that's like a beautiful learning for anyone listening because we, we so often get into our heads. Like, should I do this? Should I do that? I don't know. Right. And, and that's normal, <laughs> but really the thing you have to listen to when it comes to desire is like, okay, what is the feeling in my body? Like what wants to move through me? And you did that. I did that. And I filled out the application. I put my $500 down and I put send. There and I could tell you that my healing process started the minute I hit send. Mm -hmm. I felt so much better. I told a select few of people what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And then I had to tell Richard. <laughs> okay, I love this, by the way, a woman who is so clear on her desires and is then like, okay, well, obviously, oh, by the way, <laughs> gotta have a conversation with my partner. Yeah, it's so yeah. vulnerable. Yes, but I did. It was like, okay, well, he needs to accept this or, <laughs> you know, this is, this is the way it's going to be. So, no, it, it wasn't an easy journey. He was actually out of town um, at his daughter's house, uh, helping take care of her children, which gave me uh, days to fill out this application and, and get my thought process in order. Mm -hmm. And I will say I probably didn't reveal this to him in the best of ways. Um, <laughs> I, if, I had, if I had a redo, I would I would redo this. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I sent him the website and he looked at pictures and yeah, and went kind of down a, a oh sneaky okay, yeah. little path there. Oh, so you didn't um, have a conversation with him before you sent him the website. I can't remember the exact order. It was kind of going on at the same time, but okay. I mean, it, 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 it scared the living, living shit out of him. Right. Um, yeah. I mean. He he is a, you know, let's have therapy in a room, two people talking over a table sure. type person. Yeah, it's all because yeah. that's what he's had. Right. Um, and it's normal. It's well, normal. I see his side of it. Yeah. I mean, well, what's the healing that started to like unfold just in your relationship prior to you going to the retreat? I think I, I finally felt at ease of talking about my sexual shame mm -hmm. and my, abu my abuse that, that came at an early age um, and, and 
I didn't forgive myself for not talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I understood why I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and I realized, as we talked about before, my background of sex wasn't talked about. Yeah. And it wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. So then I go to ISTA. <laughs> okay. Are we ready for this? Okay. Are we ready? I haven't heard any of this. Okay. By the way, my mom has been withholding because she wanted to do it live, which tells me so much about the breakthroughs that you have had, mom, that literally the first conversation we're having about this is live on my podcast. (laughs) Whoa, this is big. Right. That you, I mean, that just like the healing is a huge deal, but then getting to the place where you're like, oh, I want other people to hear this for their benefit. It's so generous. Thank you. Of course. Okay. So this is, oh, I'm like, I'm feeling a lot of sensation in my body right now. (laughs) I hope it's good sensation. Well, that's the thing. Sensation. It's not good or bad. It's just sensation. It's just sensation. You should be. I'm giving it to you. There's just so much. Um, yeah, there's so much anticipation. So, okay. Well, how was it like when you arrived there? Like you've like, you know, been sitting in the weight of your desire for weeks. Right. And the anticipation the was anticipation. Um, scary. It was scary. I mean, Mm. sweaty hands and, you know, like, am I doing the right thing? And (laughs) I've got a two hour drive over there. So I buffered my drive by offering to pick three people up at the Asheville airport (laughs) that needed a ride to this location. This is just classic my mom, y'all. This is classic. classic. So three people need a ride. Well, I've got a car that's going over the mountain. And, and it was the most beautiful two hours because all, all four of us are nervous. Mm. We admit our nervousness. I joke to them that I'm just going to drop them off and turn my car around and leave. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Because, you know, keep in mind that they are probably, you know, 30 years old Mm -hmm. and here I am 70. I'm sure they were. I never asked them, but were they shocked to see this Mm -hmm. woman behind the wheel of the car, you know, in her age? I don't know. Didn't matter. Yeah. Didn't matter. So, uh, okay. So what was the feeling like when you got to the retreat center? Oh, still scared. Terrified. I mean, like apprehensive, scared, terrified, whatever you want to say. Yeah. You know, I, I go to my little room and we're supposed to report it you know, in an hour to the room. And I'm like, oh, dear Lord, (laughs) what do I wear? What do I bring? What do I do? Mm -hmm. You know, and then my roommate comes in. And And? it was like, we just had instant connection Mm -hmm. to each other. And we both, you know, we bonded immediately because I think we're both so nervous Mm -hmm. um and and we walk over together Mm -hmm. to the room and um 
there we are in this room with, you know, 28 other nervous souls. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> wow. I am just, uh, I'm so present to your bravery. Thank I'm... you. And, and I, I, I will say I, I totally accept that. And that's what, um, you know, that's kind of the word that came up when um, my fellow participants were describing me. They really admired my bravery for for doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was brave. <laughs> yeah, and and I do I I, I honor that. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it it needed to happen, and I'm glad it happened. Mm. So where do we want to go from here? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, well, hmm. let's just feel, well, I think I'd love to hear just a couple uh, for you to share about just a couple of the intentions that you had coming into the retreat. And then we can sort of like you know, weave in how you moved through those intentions throughout the week? Um, Some of my intentions were I wanted to forgive my brother Mm -hmm. for his part in my trauma Mm -hmm. because when I was examining, you know, the things that had gone on in my life, I was never able to verbalize to him and ask him while he was alive why he allowed this to happen. Mm -hmm. I remember sitting in rooms with him alone and I couldn't get the Mm -hmm. words out of my mouth and ask him why Mm -hmm. so he died and i didn't have an answer Mm -hmm. so i needed some resolution there yeah um i also just wanted to have feeling again Mm -hmm. as I, i said before i wanted to be present um, yeah. in my sexuality and not have monkey brain or, you know, when is this going to end or, you know, is he mm-hmm. going to come? Yeah. You know, I didn't really have a lot of sensation in my body. Ugh. I didn't know how to feel sensation in my body. And I wanted that. <sighs> yeah. I needed it. <laughs> I was craving it and I had somebody that wanted to give it to me, but I didn't know how to accept it from him. I tried and he knew I was trying, Mm -hmm. but I just couldn't make that shift. Mm -hmm. And you know, I was trying. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and the, 
you know, the process of thawing out, it takes time. Yes, and Richard and I have, have compared it to, you know, he's peeling back an onion. Exactly. And and there are just all these layers to this onion. Yeah. And and they're they're slowly, they're they're coming off. But let me just say that ISTA ISTA peeled a lot off in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is so, um, it was empowering. Yeah, it's so healing to just hear this piece, like the, just admitting that you want to feel your body more is so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I'm also just present to that. You just didn't know that your body was frozen for, you know, 60. A long time. Like right. well, however many years you just didn't yeah. know. However many. Oh, I had no idea. And yeah. I so, I so relate to that. You know, it's just like, Correct. I spent my twenties, like having like kind of numb sex that like I could I mm-hmm. was like oh is this pleasurable I don't know like I can't really I feel it but like everybody else seems to be like talk like raving about this like why is it not why is this so great this isn't yeah, so great it's like not this like eh. orgasm what's an orgasm yeah you know yeah Oh, okay. So I really hear the piece about like healing your trauma specifically with, with, um, with your brother and just opening to feel and receive. Yes. So, um, I would love to hear how just some of those pieces started to come through throughout the week i think it came through um i'll be honest um we had what we call pod meetings and there were five of us in this pod so they broke us down there were four participants and one assistant in this pod and we met every day um and we each had our time to speak my pod became a very close-knit group of people and we there were a lot of onion skin shed in that pod by all of us mm-hmm. um and i i really shed a lot in there and i i told them about my insecurities of being i i know the first day about my insecurities and being in this group and you know, here I was, they were all young and beautiful and perky breasts. And, and mm. here I am, Yeah, you know, not nearly as pretty or what I thought was sexy or, you know, whatever you want to yeah. say. And, and I think that was the real realization. Mm. Um, and it was kind of my turning point because they validated my being there. Mm-hmm. And told me they admired me. Mm. 
And that was big to have mm-hmm. have these four validations. Not that anybody else hadn't done that, but it was that small intimate group. Right. That that sort of put me over the edge um, and gave me the courage to open my heart the rest of the time. Yeah. <sighs> and I did. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was able to get up and and share with the whole group mm-hmm. um, at various points, which many people did not. I mean, you know, you've got 30 eyes or 30 sets of eyes on you. Right. And it's, it's not easy to get up and be vulnerable in front of all these people. Right. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. And bear your, you know, bear your soul to them. And, and I was able to do that several times. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. This is so amazing. Well, um, what came through in some of the exercises? Like how, or how were the exercises for you? Because I haven't been <laughs> to this particular retreat. Well, I know but, you haven't. And, um, and I can't talk, I, I can't talk about all of them, but I will tell you one pivotal one. Um, I think it was the, the second no, it was actually the, yeah, it was the second morning or the yeah. first morning that, that we were there. And we did a, a, a sunrise yoga with the mountains in the, in the uh, background. And we ended with a shamanic breathing. And I remember the leader saying, you know, and, and we all had our heads together, kind of like a flower bud. Mm-hmm bodies facing out and we're doing this breathing and I remember her saying that we were going to do it for like I can't remember if it was 10 or 15 minutes and I'm thinking in my head oh dear god I am not going to last 10 minutes with this yeah. see I had doubts right there mm-hmm. you know I'm 12 hours into this and right. I've got doubts mm-hmm. and I laid down and I got into my head and I did this breathing and I had these almost uncontrollable, very sexual sensations coming up my shins. Mm. I, I can barely even describe them to you. They stopped at my kneecap, Uh but it was the most loving feeling and it just tingled and just didn't stop oh my god <laughs> from breathing for 10 minutes and i am like holy shit what just happened to my body oh that how i mean did, how was that it you? was like an orgasm of my legs <laughs> Who has an orgasm of their legs? Oh, and I have, this goes on to another segment. We need to get into this. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Now we're getting in there. An orgasm of your legs. Okay. Yeah. Shins. My shins. Mm -hmm. 
So I've got this energy in my shins that I didn't know existed. Oh, so hot. So hot. (laughs) This orgasm in my legs occurs several other times during various exercises, especially when we're doing this breathing. Wow. And it is absolutely mind-blowing. (laughs) and i can just i can feel it coming up my legs oh my god yeah yeah wow wow oh wow and can i fast forward oh mom listen we can go anywhere you want to okay well we're gonna fast forward okay so I get home from ISTA and I have my man waiting for me. Oh, yeah. And I think it was the next morning. Mm-hmm. And I backed him up against the pantry wall. Mm-hmm. And I said, please hug me with your strong hands. I expressed a desire. Oh, oh my, my goodness. God. I I said I, I need your strong hands on me. Mm. And he is caressing me. Mm. We've got our clothes on. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. Clothes are on and he's caressing my head and my back. And you'll never guess what happened. Shin orgasm. Shin orgasm. <laughs> And he is absorbing all of this, and he can tell by my face and the flushness of my face that there's something really good going on in this girl. And he goes with it and keeps it up, and there we are in the kitchen. Oh, my gosh. Mom, now I'm jealous. I've never had a shin orgasm. This is Well, a- let me tell you, it is like, it's almost good as the penetration orgasm. Oh, you know? my gosh, Mom. It is something to behold. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's my new thing is shin orgasm. Okay, this I'm really glad we waited for you to tell me this so I could hear it live. I'm just dying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. And um, was there what else? That seems like that was wow. That was like that was was a big one. That was a big one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. I think also there were some exercises of. touching mm-hmm. um by male or female um and it was you know non-sexual touching it was just getting to know your body yeah and i didn't realize i had these sensations all over my body mm-hmm. um and it was it was a good feeling and there was no shame involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and 
were there all were there exercises around like being seen because i hear like you know sort of the sensation of, across your body um and I, I guess i know some of the exercises but i don't know which ones you did specifically at your ista um so actually the more direct thing I want to ask is what, tell me about like the journey with your pussy. Oh, I can tell you that. Okay. <laughs> well, there is a self-pleasure exercise mm -hmm. and they do demonstrations for you. And then I think we had a lunch break. Um, and then you know, we had to bring back, you know, our massage oil and our lubricant or, you know, and our um, sarong to lay on. Mm -hmm. And um, we had, I, you know, I really can't tell you the time element because there's no clocks and I have no yeah. estimate of that. But if I had to guess, I would say probably an hour. Mm -hmm. And they expect us to do three things. And that was self-pleasure on your own mat mm -hmm. you could dance in the middle we're all you know in a circle large circle so you could get off your mat and dance in the middle and you could also go to the back of your mat and quietly gaze at the other participants Mm -hmm. you know with a light gaze yeah and you could do it in any order and any amount of times that you wanted um mm -hmm. at any speed or you could lay on your mat and think mm -hmm. and meditate or do whatever you wanted to it was open as to what you wanted to do and i i have to say i was I was pretty amazed at what I, what I did. <laughs> well, tell me. Well, I did all three of those things. You did all three. I really can't even remember. I remember who was on one side of me because she was one of my car mates. So we had bonded and yeah. we laughed and we actually shared lube. Oh, yeah. Great. We kind of put the lube in the middle of us because she hadn't brought any. And of course, the prepared mother had brought lube. Oh, yeah. So I put it in the middle of us um, between our mats and we shared it and and kind of had a little chuckle about that when we both wanted it at the same time. Oh, yeah. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Um, and and danced. Um, my only regret is that I didn't bring my new vibrator oh <laughs> i wasn't sure if they were going to be welcome or not mm, so mm -hmm. i did not bring my brand new vibrator oh well alas but alas but it was it was very nice to self-pleasure um get up and dance mm -hmm. lightly observe everybody self-pleasuring yeah. Yeah, um, it was a bold move. I'll be oh. honest. Oh, well, yeah, this is like, okay. <laughs> 
just to be clear, it's like we went from 17 years yes, of we did. no sex with other people or yourself to then, you know, having this amazing partner in Richard, right? Starting to open up your sex, right? And then having this like group experience. I mean, this, I imagine like, was this like your first like you've never been in a situation like this, I imagine. Oh, no, I have I mean, never like... been in a situation like this. And I do want the listeners to know that there is a sequential right. order yeah. to this. Right. This is not happening on the first day. And, and we've right. gone over boundaries and right, yes right, and right. no yeah. and maybes. And, and yeah. this, they didn't just pop this in on of course, of course. day one. Yeah. So what was it like? I mean, so you're nude and you're practicing self-pleasure in a group. What was that like for you? Um, it, it seemed rather natural. <laughs> I just love you, I mom, mean, so much. Oh my God. I mean, I want everybody to know that, you know, I'm in this container with these people. Right. Um, and we've all taken a vow. Mm -hmm. And so once again, I feel safe. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. not afraid. Right. Yeah, that's so important. Um, it was very important. And, and I was ready to surrender, you know, and had surrendered to these people. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, you know, I had these people looking after me, you know, the, the shaman are, are around and I know that they're there for help. Yeah. Um, you know, if I, if I had any trepidations, you know, we had signals to send to them and they would come over to our side mm -hmm. um, yeah. and, and help us through whatever it was we needed help with. Yeah. But I didn't do that. I was mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, that was a big turning point for me. Wow. That is just total freedom. It was total freedom. Yeah. Wow. And it felt good. Oh my God. That is just like, I'm just so, I'm so proud of you, mom. Thank you. I am too. <laughs> I, that is, you know, I'm just really, really present to the power of a container you know, absolutely, which, you know, yes. is why like in my women's programs, you know, it's like, I really spend the whole entire first, you know, part of it setting the container because it is so like, you have to have safety in order to be able to let go. And so I just, I really like honor the container that they, you know, that they set and that you opted into mm -hmm. and said yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I knew that at any point I could say no. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Your yes can change to a no. Right. And, and they went over that many times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Is there anything else with in relationship to your pussy that you want to share, Mom? Well, or that she wants to share. She wants to share that she now knows what a lovely climax is. 
a lovely climax. Okay, well, tell us more about that. You know, that the bells and whistles can go off. (laughs) And the fireworks can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to say it was worth waiting for, but damn, I missed a lot of years in there. But you know what? Mm. I'm just going to take what I've got now. Mm-hmm. And and we're going to run with it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and I can say for the first time in my life, I can verbalize what I want and need from a partner <gasps> and where I need it mm-hmm. and ask him the same yeah. and that we are doing that. And that has never happened before. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's kind of fun to set up these boundaries. And now we have these boundaries of let's describe this hug. You know, is it going to lead to shin shin orgasm or, <laughs> you know, so so we kind of have that joke going on between us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. So it's like, you're actually, well, what I hear is like, you're setting an intention around like the way that you create intimacy with each other. Absolutely. And, Mm -hmm. and I'm teaching him some of the, you know, the language that I learned in ISTA about serving and taking and allowing and accepting. Mm -hmm. And he's all on board. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. He's like a little sponge and yeah. allowing me to, to be the teacher. And, oh my God, you know, it's like, you have to feel it to heal it. Yeah. You got to feel it. To, yep. Okay. People that, that right there, <laughs> I was just talking about this last night. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to, um, Yeah, I was talking to a woman who had just like come out of a pretty tumultuous relationship last fall, you know, and I just said to her, I was like, you got to give yourself space to like feel the grief, you know, Mm -hmm. and like fully move through it to Mm -hmm. fully move through it. So, yeah, I think that's such a such a powerful lesson. Oh my goodness. Um, Okay, wait, I have to ask one more question. Um, Okay, okay. What, uh, tell me about temple nights. (laughs) What, uh, so for my listeners, I, I don't know, right. I haven't been to ISTA, but temple temple nights is sort of like a choose your own adventure, like explore your own. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how much I can really, um, divulge here. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, because of, of the vow that, that we took. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, um, I'm, I'm going to abstain from that. You're going to abstain. Oh my gosh, mom. But we can have a conversation okay. later, maybe. Okay. Got it. But I'm just, you're just going to keep me yearning. You're just going to, I am. I am. Yearning. Okay. I am. Was well, there anything else that your pussy wants to share or really any, anything else from your experience that you feel like just wants some, wants some air? I, I think that, um, you know, what I got out of ISTA was 
I learned various techniques to deal with life that I can bring into my personal space right now. Um, you know, as I said, I, I talked about the giving and the receiving, you know, intentions. And I'm just more present to that in my relationship right now. I'm listening to my body more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm giving it more space and more time. I'm being present. I'm following my energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, it's it's really something. Um, what else? Um, wow. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Well, if there's more, we can always do a follow-up episode. We can. Okay. <laughs> and I've met, I'm sure I have many more questions for you, but for now, I'm just, I'm just relieved to hear about the shin orgasm experience. <laughs> it was a big one. It still is. Yeah. And I got to find another name for it or I don't know what. But. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, um, mom, thank you so much for being here. I, uh, I love you so much. And, um, well, I guess if people are inspired by, by your story, would you be open to them reaching out to you to tell you? I absolutely would. I Um, absolutely would. Amazing. I would talk one-on-one with anybody. Oh, (laughs) I love that. Because you you know what? I want, I want you to have what I've got mm. and, and don't wait. And, and I think that's what I, I told um, my pod and what, what they got from me, you know, and they said, you know, you have wisdom mm. and we appreciate the wisdom you bring to this, mm. mm-hmm. you, you know, because we, t- when we talked about the boundaries, you know, they're in dating relationships and I said wow wish I had had that 40 years ago (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know my life would be totally different right yeah take this knowledge and run with it Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely beautiful well do you just want me to give them your uh, email address then email address would be great Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I'll put it in the show notes, but it's alicewyoming at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I love you, mommy, so much. I love you too. Thank you. And thank time. you for helping me down this path and supporting me. And oh, it's like my absolute pleasure. <laughs> I never thought I'd be telling my daughter about shin orgasms. I mean, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> all right um bye everybody bye thank you so much for listening in today if you got something from this episode please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to itunes to give us a five-star review I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff 
or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.